Hey, Pete, are you in the zone? I'm in the zone. This party started. <laughs> Hold on, wait a second. Where's our celebrity uh, so, guest hoster? The, There's uh, no, go- no guest. No, no guest. No guest intro. I think the uh, the snow's keeping them away. <laughs> oh, jeez. I know. All right. Celebs, celebs <laughs> these days. Yeah, I'm telling you. Six, six to eight they inches get, of snow, and they're they're scared. <laughs> yeah, they, they get to lay in their beds all day and not do anything. <laughs> oh, my. I'm not going to show anybody in particular. Oh, my. Go ahead. <laughs> all righty. So in case you couldn't tell uh, <laughs> where Pete and I live in the Northeast, uh, there's a lot of snow. Well, bless you. <laughs> Sorry, I keep coughing. I apologize. Yeah, I think I think uh, our listeners are going to be getting a lot of that because it's pretty darn cold out. And, uh, yeah, you might be hearing some of that in today's show. But uh, we're going to kick off uh, our discussion of the Harry Potter series. Uh, Wait a second. Spoiler alerts. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alerts. If you have not seen or read any of the Harry Potter books and or films, um, why are you listening to this show? <laughs> because <laughs> it's cold out and they don't want to do anything else exactly i don't blame you but yeah there will be spoilers for those of you who don't know anything about harry why are we saying this <laughs> you know that movie that came out in 2001 <laughs> that's right oh, was that harry potter guy? yeah so um yeah so this is going to be get performed <laughs> Let's okay, go. <laughs> so this is uh, this is going to be our first episode. Uh, every so often, we're going to discuss uh, a different episode of Harry Potter. Uh, we're pretty much going to go by the films. Uh, Pete, I know you did not read any of the Harry Potter books except for you said Cursed Child. Is that correct? Yeah, it's the only one I read, and it took me about three weeks. Hey, <laughs> you, you, you read a book. <laughs> my parents are proud of my college education it's paying off um but we're, we're mostly going to talk about the movies uh i did read all the books i actually did not read cursed child uh maybe i'll read it and we'll discuss it but uh i'll, I'll throw in some insights from the book so uh we're starting off with harry potter and the sorcerer's stone or as it's known in england harry potter and the philosopher's stone because apparently I did not yeah, know that. apparently uh, sorcerers are called philosophers over there. So I guess I guess that means Socrates was a powerful wizard then. They call him presidents here. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, since this, since uh, Sorcerer's Stone is the first in the series, uh, let's just start off real quick. Uh, Pete, how did you get into Harry Potter? What kind of drew you into it? I'll be honest. When it, for, I never saw the the original, the first one, in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, two thousand and one is the, when it came out. Correct. Two thousand and one. Yeah. Yeah. So my my kids were. I mean, my daughter wasn't even born when it came out mm-hmm. yet. So we weren't in that stage. Uh, and then I, you know, I got I saw it on video, and I'm like, oh, this is very interesting. And I didn't realize at that time it, it was a book. And then my wife's like, hey, stupid. It's uh, there's a whole bunch of them. <laughs> cool, cool. And your yeah, your so kids are into it. My daughter is. My daughter is now. My son, no, no. He thinks I'm a geek for reading it. So, <laughs> uh, reading it, for watching it. I don't read. Uh, so, but my daughter is a huge fan. She's read all the books, and so is my wife. Yeah, and I believe uh, I remember hearing on uh, your other podcast, uh, Fat Guys of Little Coats, you actually met the actress that played Ginny Weasley, and you got her autograph for your daughter. 
Yeah, well, yeah, just real quick with that, mm-hmm. I um, my daughter, this was two Christmases ago. I mean, she loves Jenny Weasley, that character. Okay. And uh, when I knew she was coming there, uh, I ended up ordering a the official wand of Ginny Weasley. And mm-hmm. uh, Ginny Weasley actually signed it for me. Bonnie <clears throat> Wright is her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she signed it for us at uh, at Steel City Con. So it was great. My daughter loved nice. it. And, yeah. So and then <clears throat> she's the one that she she got. She's even more involved in loving harry potter than i am now oh okay well i hope she listens to this and i hope she uh, enjoys it she will um for me i kind of got into it um maybe back in three um i had hurt my knee uh so i had to stay off it i had to be uh out of work for about a week or so so my wife went to the library she got me a bunch of books and Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was in it. And I was like, why did you get me a child's book? And I kind of looked at it and I said, you know what? Let me read it. I'm sure it's going to be stupid. At least I could say, hey, I read a Harry Potter book. And I think I finished it in about a day. And uh, I just, I couldn't put it down. And that pretty much started it for me. Yeah, I thought, I mean, again, it's it's just like you. I mean, I thought it was a, you know, a child's, T, uh, movie it wasn't really you know my son was three at the mm-hmm. time wasn't really interested into it and then you know as I as I saw it and then started watching the other ones I'm like oh wow this is actually you know a really great series and you don't see many series that have se- seven movies you know seven books six books mm-hmm. um, and, the, and the craze for it I mean it dare I say it challenges the Star Wars fans for its crazy fans with, with Harry Potter. Oh, I, d- I definitely think it's, it's right up there. Uh, you know, seven, actually, if you, if you count Cursed Child, you know, eight books, actually eight movies, because they divided the last book into two movies. And yeah, it absolutely, I think it's right up there, like with the Trekkies and, and the, the Star Wars fans, uh, so much so, uh, you know, I got into it so much. Uh, my daughter got into it. Even my wife, who only saw the movies, uh, loved it. Um, we never got to go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in uh, Orlando. Uh, that's kind of like our bucket list thing. Like, we got to get down there. And I've told my wife, I said, I know I will look foolish, but I'm going to stand on that long line uh, to get into Ollivander's and try out and find out, you know, once and for all, which wand is for me. <laughs> huh? Well, that's our plan. Actually, we're going to the California version of uh... – Harry Potter's Harry Potter cool. world in July, and that's what my daughter and yes, myself <laughs> want to do as well. Yeah, no, it definitely, it, it definitely has it. I think it definitely has an appeal. Uh, yes. So does. let's let's kind of jump right in. So uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone pretty much introduces us to a lot of the characters right off the bat. So let's look at the first three. Uh, you know, Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Uh, Harry, of course, played by Daniel Radcliffe, Ron played by Rupert Gint, and uh, Emma, Emma Watson, who played Hermione. So when you first saw these three, uh, what were sort of your impressions of them on screen? Well, oh, wow. <laughs> um, I, you know, again, as you know, these three little kids going into, you know, I don't wizards and everything else i'm like how are these guys going to be able to like you know deal with battling dragons and stuff that's what i kind of thought when i started 
watching this before I even turned mm-hmm. it on. Oh, they're going to be wizards battling dragons, and these are little kids. I yeah. mean, what what can they do, you know? Um, and But they're, you know, when I first saw them, like, all interacting together, I thought it was – they did a great job. Yeah. And that, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I, I agree. And, you know, coming from the books, you know, I guess, like, when, when you read a series or really when you read any book, you, you picture the characters in your mind. And um, seeing them up on the screen, I mean, the three of them, I was like exactly how I pictured them. Um, so I thought that was great. Um, and I guess, you know, one of the, you know, and that's the thing is early on the first two or three books and movies pretty much stay the same because the first, the first two books are definitely the shortest of the series. Of course, as the stories get longer, they have to trim some things out. Otherwise you're going to have eight hour movies. Um, so there's really not much different from Sorcerer's Stone, the book to Sorcerer's Stone, the movie. And I realized as I said that. Hardcore fans are probably going to call in and write in with all the little details that they left out. And, but, but again, it's, it's compared to later movies in the series, it's, it's hardly anything that they really cut out. I have to tell you, honestly, that's one of the things that I guess for me was an advantage in your wife. Cause we never read the books. So going into it, we're like, okay, this is going to be a, we don't care what the books say. This is the movie. This is what the story's about. And we're not worried about missing little you know, little pieces of, uh, of the story from the book. And it's really, really the things that they cut out really sort of more expand <sighs> upon background characters, expand upon sort of the Harry Potter universe itself. So I think, like I said, I think the thing that was great is my wife only saw the movies and she never once was confused or wait, what's going on? Who's this guy? Like, the, sto- the, the story told in the movie made absolutely perfect sense. So I, I think they did, they did a great yeah. job of translating it. I could say, the uh, at least not for the book part, but from the movie part, the first one really does, you do get a really good sense of all the characters. They introduce a bunch of characters, but you're not completely like lost on what their background was and their history. And, um, so I thought that was you know, you don't see that a lot in a lot of these movies that are out there. You know, they have 35 characters and they're, you're only building two, but really the other people are more important. Like we're here. It's like it built, you felt like you're at Hogwarts. You feel like you're knowing who these mm-hmm. people are. And you know that the story is just yeah. beginning. Now, let me ask you uh, sort of some favorite characters that people have. Uh, Fred and George Weasley. When you first saw them in this first movie, you know, forget all the other movies for a moment. Did you did you kind of get the impression that they were the pranksters that we find out later on they, they really are to be in the movies? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think you, uh, you get a little sense of that. You know, it, you see, like, the big brother um, come out of the, the mm-hmm. two of them when they're talking you know, with Ron. So you, you could tell that there's going to be some shenanigans. Yeah, and, and absolutely. And it's actually funny, like, like a, a little thing that was added in. So in the books, as you know, whenever – off they have the big feast and the sorting hat and all that um dumbledore always gets up and he kind of makes announcements and one of the sort of set of announcements that he sort of makes is okay here's the list of things that you can't do like you can't go into forbidden forest fred and george like he's like literally looking like right at these two like everybody else don't listen this is exclusively for fred and george don't do the follow stupid don't do this don't do do that don't do this don't do that i know you're gonna do it anyway (laughs) 
That's right, exactly. Uh, what did you think of seeing Quidditch on the big screen? I Well, I first thought, oh, my God, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, boy. So, you know, now it's, you know, it's a fixture. You know, once you really see the other movies, it is a, a fixture of the Harry Potter world. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so overdone like a, po- uh, a pod race, I won't mention from another show. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I thought it was it was interesting. I thought it was a great way to like kind of it was kind of a mix of rugby with, you know, soccer and football, like kind of rolled up in one on a broom. Yeah. And uh, a little side mm-hmm. note on, on uh, Quidditch, my son, he goes to Kutztown University. Sorry, Kutztown, I'm just going to push you up there. <laughs> um, they actually have a Quidditch club where these where where kids play Quidditch. Obviously, they're not flying around, but they are on brooms. Oh. And my and my son refuses to. <laughs> I was going to say, wait a minute, he's not a Potter fan, but he plays Quidditch. It's it's actually nah. funny you say that because I kind of like heard a few years back that colleges were doing that, and uh, you know my daughter is uh, is of that age that we're looking at colleges. She's applying to colleges, and we go to some of these universities and they talk about extracurriculars. And the, oh, we have an anime club. We have a, this club. We have a Quidditch team. Like it's just in there, and nobody's like, qu- everybody's just like, oh, okay, cool. They got a Quidditch team. <laughs> we have a Division One Quidditch team. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're playing Alabama in the championship. Team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we'd be up for the national championship, <laughs> but there was a big steroid scandal. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Um. No magical powers to be used during the Quidditch yeah. game. Uh, so who uh, in this first movie, who who kind of stood out to you? Like favorite character, favorite actor, actress? Uh... Uh, well, I, mine's hands down. I love uh, Alec Rickman, who played um, Snape. Mm. Prior to him being, honestly, when I saw the movie, I didn't realize it was him at first, but he he was his character was well written throughout the series and i wish i read the books in regards to him um but yeah i loved snape and his attitude and he's kind of like me you know i have that that you know shut up type of attitude and just i can't say the words that i want to say but yeah gotcha. so he's he's definitely has to have my favorite character yeah and i think as we get later in the series more towards the end of it uh there's a lot in the books that really enrich his character. And, and again, they did a great job telling his story in the movies. Um, after we kind of, after we watched all eight movies, I kind of told my wife, you know, Oh, Hey, in regards to Snape, let me add this in X, Y, Z. And she was like, wow, that's, that's amazing. Like his story was amazing. The books just made it like five times better. And and when we get to those chapters or, or to those episodes, I'll definitely be adding that in. And I think uh, if you haven't heard it already, I think you'll enjoy it, especially if you're a fan of his. I think that, uh, you know, they didn't do enough with his character. I, they did a lot, but I didn't think they could have done a lot more, mm-hmm. I believe. And again, coming from the books, like you just said, that there's a lot of things that are in there. Uh, but um, besides him, you know, one of my other favorite characters is Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, at the time, it was Peter O'Toole. So Peter, wait, you know, he did a great Peter job. O'Toole or was it? It, it was. Oh, was that no, Peter O'Toole? it was. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Wait, my gosh. <laughs> Why am I having a brain fart today? It's the well, cold weather. The original. Uh, yeah. Yes, it's the cold weather. 
So, you know, the original Dumbledore, yes. uh, one of my favorite characters as well. Yeah, it was, it was actually interesting because the actor who played him, and I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Why did I say Peter O'Toole? I, I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, unfortunately only played him for the first two movies. He, he passed away and the role was then taken over by an actor whose name I also can't remember. Wow, we're not having a good day today. <laughs> but um, it's funny because visually, that's how I pictured him. But when he, you know, he was talking and acting, I was kind of like, ah, I don't know. He's like, he looks like the Dumbledore, I imagine, but he doesn't sound like the Dumbledore. And then the, the next actor that took it on from the third movie going forward, I was like, yes, that's Dumbledore. Like, more so in attitude and speech and things like that. So I think they did a great job in both castings. <laughs> All right, so to be correct, because I don't want anybody calling in and saying, you guys are idiots, which they, they will, will anyway. <laughs> but uh, Richard Harris was the yes. original. Michael Gamb Gambon as the new Harry is the, the new Dumbledore. The new mm -hmm. Dumbledore. And coming soon in the new Fantastic Beast movies, which we can talk about later yes. on. Judd Law is actually going to play Dumbledore. I did hear that. He's going to play a young Dumbledore, and that's that's yeah. pretty exciting. And that's that's that definitely – did you see Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? I oh, did. Okay. We're definitely doing that one down the road. Stay, stay tuned, <laughs> Harry Potter fans. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah. I, see, we should have started with that. That's technically a prequel. It is technically a prequel. <laughs> but um, – It's like Fantastic Oh, no, Sorry. Ahead, never mind. <laughs> No, 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 no. Just gonna make a bad Star Wars uh, okay. joke. I think I've done enough. <laughs> Sorry, Jay. No problem. Um, okay, so we talked a little bit about Quidditch. We talked a little bit about Snape, Dumbledore. Who am I? My favorite character. I actually, I, I, not initially, but throughout the series, I became a big Snape fan, especially as his story sort of unfolded. Uh, I was always a big fan of Alan Rickman's, and just like you, when I first saw him on the screen. I was like, okay, they said Alan Rickman's in this movie. Where is he? Like, that's that's what a great character actor he was. He's almost like like a Gary Oldman who, you know, you'll see him in all these different roles. Like, Gary Oldman played Sid Vicious, you know, not to get too far off tangent here. You know, Alan Rickman played a terrorist. You know, he played – like, he plays all these different characters, and he just gets so deep into them. You're like – Oh, my God, that is Alan Rickman, you know, and I think he did a great job. Uh, but one of my other favorites was Hagrid. Like, I was a big Hagrid fan from the get-go. Do you relate to uh, him? Do I relate to him? Like, in a way, I do, you know. <laughs> kind of, as, not, not, as hairy as, not as hairy as him, thank God. But sort of like, you know, that big, that big guy, kind of the outsider and, uh, you know, not not like saying like oh I have a heart of gold but like I like the way he the affection he shows not really just for Harry but for really for the three of them you know for Harry Ron and Hermione yeah. um you know I could definitely he's like that crazy uncle. yeah he's he's sort of like the uncle yeah he he really is and he's he was just a great character all the way through um yeah he was great so <laughs> Harry Potter Draco Malfoy. What did you think of Draco Malfoy? First, uh, first impressions. He reminded, me, he reminded me of so many kids I went to middle school with. <laughs> like, I really wanted to just punch him in the mouth. I mean, I just, through the whole series, I'm like, I hate this kid. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, you know, and he was only like, whatever, 10 years old at the time. I'm a 30-year-old man getting bitter <laughs> at this kid. But I'm like, 
it brought me back to the times when I was a kid and I was getting bullied, to be honest with you. And, uh-huh. um, so I, you know, he, I just didn't like his character. I mean, I, <clears throat> I should say I liked his character as for what he was, but, you know, it just brought back memories of oh. really bad middle school days. Yeah. Like <laughs> if I could use like that, th- those initial sort of scenes with him, smarmy, like that's the word that comes to mind is just like, Oh, yeah. oh my God. And it's, it's really played up in the books. And um, Tom Felton played, uh, played Draco Malfoy. Interesting fact. He actually originally ad- auditioned to play Harry Potter. Yeah, oh, did they he? did. And they cast him as Draco Malfoy. He had to bleach his hair. So I'm sure a few years from now, it's probably all going to fall out, unfortunately for him. But I mean, oh, we saw, we saw, no, sorry, again. Because I think I know where you're going with no. this. <laughs> when I saw him at uh, Steel City yeah. Con, he had that bright white hair and it looked like it was going uh, south. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, I, I think he's, like they said, he's naturally, you know, brown hair and everything. And he had a diet. And I guess he stuck with it because when he appeared on season three of The Flash as Julian slash Alchemy, uh, he was still blonde. Yes. And. And he was born on uh, the Flash, right? Did the you just the say Flash, that? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the cold, people. Oh, yeah. It's slowing us down. The cold. Man, well, you know, speaking of Malfoy, I loved his father in that in that movie and throughout. Um, I wish I could remember the character's name too. I'm having like a again a brain. Lucius fart. Malfoy. Lucius Malfoy. Uh, his character really conniving. And oh yeah. He was great. I mean, he did not care that it was a little kid, Harry Potter. He hated oh, yeah. him. And he was not afraid to say something about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, just when you when you hear that name, Lucius Malfoy, it's like, hmm, who's the bad guy? <laughs> you know? That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, you know, always by uh, Malfoy's side, Crab and Goyle, uh, his goons. <laughs> every good, villain, every yeah, good those... villain needs their goons, and he had two good ones there. <laughs> It's like the you know in Bat- the old Batman series, you had uh, the Penguin had those two guys, Quack and Dak, or whatever it was. And that's what those two idiots were. I think, and I don't know which Batman villain it was. I think literally they had sweatshirts. And it said like Goon One and Goon Two. Like they just they just ran out of names. <laughs> that's that's cra- that's exactly. and Goyle. Like they they just should have had sweaters. It's a Goon One, Goon Two. <laughs> exactly. So, question for you. You have a lot of questions I'm sorry. Today. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> uh, your first year at Hogwarts, uh, which house would, which house do you think you would get sorted into? Not which one would you want to get into? Which one do you think you would get into? I don't want Gryffindor. I would like to be Slytherin, to be honest with you, because that's definitely my personality. Okay. All right. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> Jay, I haven't really thought about it. <laughs> really? <laughs> Okay, that, that just shows what a huge geek I am. Because <laughs> I do think about it. <laughs> My daughter wanted to be Hufflepuff, though. Real? Did she have an explanation why? Uh, I didn't really <laughs> ask. Um, maybe, she, maybe she wanted to meet Cedric Diggory. Oh, spoiler. I'm spoiling the fourth book and movie. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's still alive, folks. He's That's still right. Alive. He never died. <laughs> He became a vampire. Oh, no, I'm spoiling another series. Oh, God. 
gosh, you're killing this shit. What are you with doing? The spoilers today. Trust me, I've seen plenty of those uh, Twilight uh, movies. You're not missing anything. Oh, folks. you are not. <laughs> I unfortunately have seen a lot of them too, and oh god, that's that's, that's See, another I, podcast. Yeah, well, my wife loves those, and I, you know what? I'm like, it's it's vampires playing baseball. I don't think so. That's that's sparkle. <laughs> Sparkly vampires. <laughs> oh, back to, back Harry, to Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I always, I guess, I guess I put way too much thought in it. <laughs> but I always, I if I always kind of thought I would be sorted into Ravenclaw because they they were sort of the smart asses, <laughs> like oh, okay. the like you know the in, intelligent and uh, you know sort of like yeah we're smart we're better than you sort of a thing. And I guess that kind of summed me up. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I picked Slytherin. What is that saying about me? I'm telling you backstabbing, conniving snake. Wow. Ooh, oh what do I, my wife married? Me? <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> so in, uh, so basically the story of Harry Potter and the sorcerer's stone, I guess we should talk about the story here. <laughs> Why, Why not? not? Okay, and and before we go any further, once again, spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler, two thousand and one. You haven't seen it yet, sucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you haven't read the book. Sorry. <laughs> um, so basically, it's it's pretty much the story of Harry. You know, Harry Potter discovering that he is actually a world famous wizard. Uh, he defeated the Dark Lord, Lord Voldemort. Um, it's his first year at Hogwarts, uh, and. He gets the sense that uh, Professor Snape does not like him. And, you know, there's somebody who's kind of attacking Harry throughout the year. uh, And, you know, the red herring is, uh, you know, that it's Professor Snape. It turns out that it's really Voldemort possessing one of the teachers, uh, Professor Quirrell. So when they had that kind of big showdown, like they had to go through the maze or they kind of had to run that gauntlet, uh, in terms of like an action scene, like wh- that that whole going after the Sorcerer's Stone, uh, what what was your kind of take on that? You know, did you, did you find it, you know, it's kind of childish or it ranked right up there with like a really good action sequence? No, I thought it was it was a good a good action sequence. I mean, I you know, when I first saw the movie, I thought like a lot about Never uh, Neverland, the the Neverland okay. story. You remember that yes. movie? Yeah, like you know, it was. It wasn't violent action, but it was kind of like it was a mix between uh, the kid. I, I'm trying to think of some of these movies where it's not it wasn't so violent, but it was it was good. Like it, it for, for being a child movie, it was actually for child action mm-hmm. movie. It was very good. I, I thought that uh, this, this is the one that they play chess. Yeah, right? where they play the wizard yeah. chess. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was very creative. You know, those. That scene uh, where and Ron actually felt like he was useful for the first time, I think, throughout the show. Yeah. And, you know, he's very proud of being able to play Wizard's Chest. Yeah. Chess, not chest. I like to play. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that actually was a good sequence. And in the book, they kind of flesh out a little bit more that one of Ron's strengths is actually Wizard Chess. Like, he... He in the books he teaches Harry wizard's chess and he pretty much easily beats him and he actually beats Hermione a few times which Hermione does not take very well because Hermione does not like to lose but 
She's not a big winner. No, she is not fond of losing. But the thing that was interesting, you know, talking about sort of like, you know, the level of violence in a kid's movie, in the book, uh, as we see in the movies, they sort of uh, take up positions of chess pieces, and Ron becomes a knight. He actually mounts the knight, so when he sacrifices himself, they kind of smash the chess piece and he falls down. In the book, all three of them stand on the chessboard. So when the bishop or the queen or whoever, when when Ron sacrifices himself, the chess piece actually hits him and knocks him out. So you know, I was sort of like, I kind of glad they did it the way they did it in the movie because that that would be a little traumatic, you know, for kids to see a big stone statue kind of whacking Ron across the room. Yeah, we, that's that is true. A lot of these show movies now they don't care about seeing a kid get hit or whatever else. I mean, that's definitely was a a good thing for the the director and the people that made this movie made it kid friendly, but still made it adult friendly. And that's kind yeah. of that scene kind of gives you that that reference to you know okay, well this is serious action, but you know it's still yeah. kids. And the thing that's interesting is is actually after that. Um, they realize that Ron is going to be okay. I think it's like Hermione had brought a potion with her, you know, as a backup, you know, Hermione always thinking. So Ron is going to be okay. So actually Harry and Hermione continue on. And the next sort of trap they face is it's actually, it's like, it's a, it's a riddle and all these ingredients. And it's like, make the potion so you can advance. Like if you make it correctly, you could advance. If not, it'll actually be poison. And, Hermione realizes it's a logic problem and she actually solves it, but there's only enough potion for one of them to continue. And that's when she kind of gives the speech like that, you know, that Ron gave where he's like, you know, Harry, it's you, you, you're the one that has to continue, not me, not Hermione, you know, Hermione kind of says that to him. And then he goes in and he, um, he finds the sorcerer's stone. He confronts Lord Voldemort and, we get a pretty good ending to the movie. <laughs> well, from, if Hermione did it, would be Hermione and the Sorcerer's Stone, not Harry and the Sorcerer's Stone. So well, he kind of knew it was going to be Harry. Well, the thing is, <laughs> well, the thing is, though, is at that point, you know, Harry is sort of like, Harry really feels like, wow, you know, I barely know anything about this wizarding world. You know, everybody tells me I'm so special. I don't see it myself. You know, Hermione, you're so smart. You know, Ron, you're so brave, you know, and you know, what he did with the wizarding chess. He's like, I'm just Harry. Like he pretty much says throughout most of the movie, like when Hagrid comes to tell him he's a wizard, he's like, I'm not a wizard. I'm just Harry. And that's, that's kind of the speech that they give him to say, like, you know, you're more than you think you are. And yeah. (laughs) I think, you know, that's, you know, talking about this movie, we miss kind of like the, the beginning piece where, you know, we, this, you know, the movie really starts out with, uh, I guess, Harry's we don't really see Harry's mother die but right basically Dumbledore is taking uh, Harry to his his aunt and uncle's mm-hmm. house which that that those scenes I always look forward to the beginning of those movies because of that whole family oh the Dursleys oh yes <laughs> yeah. yes <laughs> and uh, you know it's it's fantastic uh you know looking at the muggles versus looking at the wizards and it's, it's, uh, it's really great. And that the actors, the gentleman who played, um, uncle, uh, uncle, why am I uncle Vernon, 
Michael Vernon. He passed away a few yes. years ago, but uh, he was great. He was great. Uh, Dudley was was funny. You know, oh, yeah. he he reminded me of myself when I was a kid. <laughs> back in. All I was doing is eating, watching TV. Except my parents didn't like love me like that. You know, they, like, hey, stupid, get outside and take out the garbage. This one's like, no, just eating whatever you want. You know, so. But I, you know, that, you know, that, you know, Harry living in that again, thinking that himself, he's, he's nothing. And then he's going into this wizard world where everybody loves it. You know, he's the hero. It's not, you know, he's not used to that. And he doesn't, and like he says, he doesn't even know why he's like, when he first kind of gets into this wizarding world and everybody's like, Oh my God, it's Harry Potter. It's Harry Potter. Like grown wizards are like, Oh, Mr. Potter. It's so, and he's like, how do they know who I am? Like, I'm just some kid. Like, what did I do? And yeah, it, it's really, I think this first movie really kind of, you know, plays up to that fact. And then really does go on to show Harry that, you know, you're, you're a lot more than you think you are. Like we need you, Harry Potter. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it is a good setup movie for the next, the next one. I, you know, unlike having a conversation with, uh, our buddy mm-hmm. John, how some of these movies don't set up the next one where and I, I'm not going to go off on the real tangent, but Force, Force Awakens doesn't really, it sets up Last Jedi, but Last Jedi is not what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, each, Harry, each Harry Potter movie really does set the stage for each each other movie, each movie that comes after, even though they're different stories. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, you know, granted it is following the books and, you know, J.K. Rowling, I'm sure when she first started writing these books, she kind of had a general outline of where the story is going to go and, and, and end up. But yeah, you know, it's, you really, it really does. Like one does lead into the next and same thing with the books, you know, one leads right into the next and it's, you know, it's, it's just great storytelling, great screenplay, you know, screenplay adaptation. And I think that's why this is, you know, a series like this, ranks right up there, you know, with Star Wars and, and Star Trek, just because it's, it's that seamless storytelling and it's the, it's sort of like that giant expanded universe that it creates. Yeah. And the fandom for it is crazy, you know, and that's the thing, you know, with, with Harry Potter versus like the, well, not really Star Wars too. They've, Mm -hmm. they've created the world outside the movies as well. Does that make sense? I used to belong to, uh, her website, Pottermore, which is really pretty much run by the fans. And there's a lot of fan fiction, you know, people writing, people sort of writing, people writing stories about, and again, spoilers here, you know, about Harry's dad and mom and their friendship with Sirius Black and Lupin and all that, you know, it's just, it, it creates just a big expanded universe and the fans just, just go with it. And they, they just take it in directions that, you know, you just didn't think possible. So, you know, okay. Going to the fantastic beaks mm-hmm. story for sure. Do you, th- I always wanted them to do a, the, the prequels to be about, like you just said, the parents and Snape and all that. Do you think that she did it this way because of the failure of the star Wars piece? Like she saw how bad the first three movies were. She didn't want to ruin like the whole Harry Potter uh, world. That, yeah, I mean, that's something I did think about, because I know when she got done, she kind of said, like, oh, maybe I'll go back to this. I want to try writing some other stuff. I think she did write a, 
completely non-related Harry Potter book. It did not go very well for her. Um, but I think that like this world is like so pre- I think, and I think it's precious to her as well. I think she kind of feels, you know what? It's really good as it is. If I'm going to kind of tell a, a prequel story or another story, I will set it in that universe. There will be some ties to it. Like we're going to see in fantastic beasts. We're going to see a young Albus Dumbledore. We might see some other characters that we know that are younger. Um, but I, I, I don't think she wants to like ruin the Harry Potter legacy by sort of, because I think expectations would be very high for a story of like Harry's parents and their friends that I think she just said, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. But then again, what do I know? <laughs> You're not professional. You have no idea. No, no idea whatsoever. <laughs> um, so final thoughts on the movie. Uh, anything you think we missed? No, I'd say, you know, one of the things I, you know, it's, it's a shame in, uh, in Hollywood that these, these movies like the Harry Potters and the Star Wars, they don't get, and the and Star Trek, they don't get recognized as much as they should. I mean, you see like the movies like Avatar because of the CGI and stuff, but these movies have more than just you know the scene, the stories of them, the, you know, the characters building. You don't see that, and it's a shame. Like for Academy Awards and and those type of things. Yeah, I, and it's kind of surprising. I mean, I could understand some of the earlier ones because. Really, as this series progresses, you know, the books and the movies, each episode, each book, each movie gets a little bit darker, a little bit more mature. So it's like as Harry grows up, the films grow up, the books grow up because the, the viewers and the readers are growing up. And I'm really surprised that some of the later ones and when we get to them, you know, uh, the books and the movies kind of we'll, we'll say, like, which ones were our favorites, you know. I'm really kind of surprised that some of these older or further along movies, like the fourth, fifth, sixth, either one of the seventh ones weren't sort of recognized because I mean, they're great stories. So let me ask you this question since you did read the books. Yes. So book one versus movie one, you'd say pretty close. I'd say really darn close. Um, you know, neither one was like overall was my favorite. It kind of ranks up there because it's, it's sort of like, Hey, it's the origin story. It's the introduction to the world. So it's, it's a pretty good, it's a good book. It was a good movie for me. Um, and, and like, really there's going to be, and I, I'm this, I am not going to spoil. There's going to be one movie translation that I don't think they did a good job of translating the book to the movie. And when we get there, I will reveal it. Ooh. <laughs> but I mean, overall, I think they did a great What's that? secrets. secrets. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually not going to spoil something. <laughs> yeah. <Yay. laughs> um, so, it, you know, we're going to what we're going to do for each of these movies, we're going to rate them from one to five in regards to what we thought, how good they were. Sure. Uh, not. I can, I can rate each movie versus each other, but each movie, one to five, where do you see uh, Sorcerer's Stone? Uh, I would give it a good solid four. A good solid four. Good four. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there were some things. I understand it was the first one. I'm sure the studio was probably like, oh, we don't know if this thing is going to work. We didn't have 
too high of a budget as the rest of them did. So some of the some of the scenes, like the Quidditch scenes, when you watch them, it's like uh, you could practically see the ropes holding the kids up, things like that. You know, it's like a few technical things like that. But for the first effort, I thought it was a great one. So I give it a four. All right, good. Well, I give it about a four, too. I, I, same reasons. You know, I was upset that when I got my broom, I couldn't fly all over the place. So I was not happy about it. Um, so definitely a four. There are better movies. At the end of this whole series, we will say which one's our favorite movie. So make sure the oh, next absolutely. time you – yeah. Before our next show, make sure you're listening to watch the second movie, which is what, Jay? Uh, that is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, or as it's known over in England, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> the Chambers of Lies. <laughs> See, I told you I should be in Ravenclaw. I'm such a smartass. <laughs> you were definitely smart. I, that's what my mother tells me. <laughs> All righty. So I think this was a great discussion of the first uh, book and movie, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Um, do we have uh, some things to plug, Pete? We always have things to plug, don't we? Uh, <laughs> yes. And then we have podcasts to talk about, too. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> we definitely want you guys to listen to Enter the Nerd Zone with Jay and I. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm... <laughs> Okay, yeah, you can find you can find Enter the Nerd Zone. You can definitely find Enter the Nerd Zone uh, here on Anchor. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes. You can find us on Google Play. Uh, you can find us on Overcast and Pocket Cast. Uh, anywhere fine podcasts are sold. Yes, and we're on Instagram. Yes, I have. Uh, I I started an Instagram page, so please follow us. Yeah, just please follow us there. Uh, it's Enter the Nerd Zone. The Facebook too. Answer the nerd zone on both of them. <laughs> wow, this this is professional or not? It's getting it's out of hand here, people. <laughs> and they say we have no charisma with no. each other. Liars! Liars! <laughs> um, don't, well, we can plug up. Absolutely! Don't forget to check out our pals Alan and John. They do a great podcast called Nerd and Me. Uh, and John and Pete also have a podcast, Fat Guys and Little Coats, um, which they actually put out a new episode yesterday, I believe you guys did. It was yesterday or it was the day before? Yes. Yes, yeah, and and if you if you think this one was funny, definitely listen to it. Because I'm telling you, Pete, I listened to that episode three times. I, I just I couldn't stop laughing. You guys had me in stitches. <laughs> we, try, we try our best. What's like, that? So it hurts me. We try our best. Yeah. <laughs> so Nerds and Me and Fat Guys, you can find them on Twitter. You can find them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can find them on Facebook as well. Um, those guys at Nerds and Me, they do a decent job. Not as great as us, but they do a good job. Uh, and then we do have one more show, Jay, that we can talk yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. So all four of us, uh, myself, Pete, Alan, and John, we have uh, a podcast uh, on Anchor, also on iTunes, and probably also on Google Play and, and other, where, other places you can find podcasts. It's called Stuff You Don't Need to Know, and it's pretty much – it's almost like a radio station, if you think about it, where we do daily – each one of us sort of does daily – broadcasts, rants, horrible celebrity impressions. I don't know who does those, though. 
Yeah, I, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna blame. I was gonna blame Alan. I think it was Alan that does those horrible impressions. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> no, but it's like all the content is great. You're gonna hear history, uh, sports. Pete does sports. Uh, Alan does some comic book stuff. Uh, I do some. We all kind of do movies, TVs. It's a little bit of everything, and it's of course stuff that you don't need to know. Exactly. If you listen to that long enough, you, you can you can hear me call the show the wrong name all the time too. <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> so anyway, anyway. <laughs> time for some people to go back to work. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're gonna sign off and uh, listen listen for. We're gonna sign off. <laughs> Yeah, it's time to, I think we need a nap. Absolutely. Same bad time. Same bad channel. All righty. I'll talk to you later, Pete.